Hey everybody, welcome to Workforce Gaming. I'm Brad, here with Doug. Hey. After finishing up Elden Ring, Doug decided that now is the time to finally <laughs> go back to the original and make his way through the original Dark Souls. I did. I did. I, yeah. So you've played through, like, Sekiro, Bloodborne. Have you actually beaten any of the Souls games before? Like, do you, like, I don't know, like, are Dark oh. Souls in their own special category? Like, have you beaten any, I, like, Dark Souls, Dark Souls? Uh, Dark Souls 3 I beat is the only one I've beaten. And Until then... now. <laughs> Until now. Yeah, that's the, that's the only Dark... I like Demon Souls as well, but that's that's not Dark Souls. Um, but it's really fun because I've actually beaten all of the Souls game. Okay, Sekiro, I got to the last boss, but that should count. <laughs> um, <laughs> I, I, hate, I hated that game the entire way through. I, I, I don't quite get it. Um, uh, Dark Souls 2 is, is essentially the only one I have not finished at this point. Nice. Um, so, yeah, so I've gone through all of them. Um, Dark Souls 3 I didn't enjoy. And then after playing Dark Souls 1, I'm like, oh, I can see why Dark Souls 3 is cool. Maybe I'll go back and play that one now. <laughs> Okay, so going back to Dark Souls, is it just like... Yeah. Because I think sometimes you... I think it depends on the series. Sometimes going back to the mm. original, you see like this really cool progression, and it's like, oh, okay, I get what they're yeah. doing here. Like This worked really cool then, and they clearly have iterated on it. Or is it one of those where you go back to you're like, oof, this is rough because they've iterated on it so many times, and it's so much better now that it's just hard to get through? Definitely a little bit of both. I think... Because um, I think the other... the, the one, When I had gone... So... When I finished Dark Souls 3 in Bloodborne, I went back to play Demon Souls, yep. which felt like its own kind of fun, unique, weird thing. Um, and I felt like Demon Souls was definitely more in the camp of this is kind of cool doing its own unique thing. And um, it's just kind of stands alone by itself as doing these cool things. When I played Dark Souls, I definitely I think it I think it's definitely one of those like boy, they just kind of improved on everything here. Yeah. So so I can have fun. So it's actually kind of fun now that I've played all the Dark Souls games, well, most of the Souls games. I have fun opinions, like saying Dark Souls, I think is the worst of the Soul series. <laughs> just like the the Dark Souls series, I think is actually the worst of the Soul series. <laughs> um, but no, it, it was fun going back because, um, especially after Elden Ring, because you because I think Elden Ring is such a direct extension of what they were doing in Dark Souls mm-hmm. um, that it's much more it's way easier to sort of compare and like see what's evolved. Um, and I'd say because of that, Dark Souls doesn't seem to be doing as many unique things as I think Demon Souls does. Mm-hmm. Um, so I, it's definitely I think it's definitely in the camp of. I think Elden Ring, but it's, but it's, it's kind of interesting to see. I, I mean, I'm definitely in the camp of more, like you're saying, it's like, this is one of those ones where it's like, boy, they clearly improved on everything. I still think it's a pretty good game. Um, but it's so clear that like Elden Ring made so many good decisions for the franchise. Yeah. <laughs> um, um, to the, to the point that it's just like, it's, it was, it's interesting as a souls fan to go back. I think that if you've played Elden Ring, going back to this one would be rough. Um, oh, so like, like, if you're just like, I've heard this is based on Dark Souls, I'll go back and play Dark Souls, it's going to be a shock to the system type of situation where you're just like, this isn't yeah. what I thought I was getting into. No, no. Yeah, exactly. Like, I'd say like Dark Souls 3 is like definitely more comparable. Um, but yeah, I mean, basically I started Dark Souls was because after Elden Ring, I have that embarrassing, when I play a really long game, I hope I hope other people get this because it's so so. F- effing embarrassing because there's so many more important things in my life i feel this like weird sense of loss after i play a really <laughs> long game and then 
I was wandering through the desert of like playing twenty five percent about five of about five other games. Yeah, yeah. Um, and then I was just like, I think I just want to play more Soul stuff. It's because I tried playing Bloodborne again, and I got like five hours into that one. I was like, you know what? I'm just gonna go back and actually finish this Dark Souls, which I tried tried a few times. Mm-hmm. Um, so I so I did finish it, and that felt really good. Um, but I think it made me appreciate some of the stuff that I didn't realize the Soul series was, was doing because um, Dark Souls seems so much more rudimentary compared to Elden Ring and like Bloodborne and some of the other ones that yeah. because it's so simple, it's just much more clear about its intentions of what it's doing. Um, and I'll give it kind of a, the, the sort of overall thesis of kind of what the thing, things I'd realized about the Soul series kind of just based on playing um, Dark Souls. Um, so all the games are kind of an apocalyptic setting or a, a place that's about to enter the apocalypse, kind of like Bloodborne is sort of in the middle of it, yeah. while the other games were getting past it. And the cool thing about Dark Souls is that every area you go into, something happened, um, and it's not necessarily like you're the thing happening to it. So in most games, when you come upon a place you are essentially the thing that's driving the action forward. Your character is doing things mm-hmm. in the environment. So, for example, in Final Fantasy VII, you're the one who's going to this place to go blow up the thing. Um, and like a Max Payne game, you are the person coming to this place. Um, <laughs> that's a weird pull, but okay. <laughs> no, but I, I was just, I'm just trying to think of... Just, no, but in most games, like, yeah, you're, you're the one coming to it. But the thing that's cool about Dark Souls and the Soul series in, in, in um, general is you're coming upon a place where something has happened... And you just don't at first know exactly what happened. And yep. I think it does a much better job than most, even like post-apocalyptic games. Because games like Fallout, the big thing that happened is the the the, the atoms bombs dropped and that kind of carries over through like most areas. Like this place got blown up. That's what happened here. <laughs> Everything um, did. But this place got yeah. blown up a little different than the other place got blown up. Yeah, and the, and then the fun things are like the places where it didn't exactly get blown up, and like there's more story to it. Yeah. Um. But with Dark Souls, and it seems like the Soul series in general is like every place something unique happened that you're trying to figure out exactly what happened there. Mm-hmm. Um. So it's like the re- the reason this area is derelict and busted down is not the same reason this one is. But there's some sort of like causality that may connect the two. So like something happened here, and because something happened here, then this happened over here. Well, because this happened over here, this guy then moved over here. And it's all this background story that you're kind of like feeling, and you can feel it as you're moving from place to place as things get like worse or things get suddenly better. Um, so I just thought that was such a cool idea because I think the only other game I've seen that's not Souls that did it really well is like the last third of Uncharted Four when you come in when you come into the town that's been taken oh, over yeah. the the pirate uh, sanctuary. Yeah, I don't remember the name of it or but whatever. Yes. I don't. Yeah, in in that one you didn't know what happened. You just knew something bad happened, and then you're slowly uncovering what happened there. Um, and that's kind of what it feels like with every environment in Dark Souls. And it's not always just like a medieval bomb blew, blew up. It's something, <laughs> it's always something kind of just like a little unique and, and kind of figuring out. And I think it, it, in, in that it gives those environments so much more flavor, I think than most other games yeah. as a result of that, because the, the environment itself is a puzzle that you're trying to figure out. And, um, and in typical yeah. dark souls fashion, right. It's kind of a, like, we're not going to give this to you. You got to actually do kind of that exploring. You got to investigate this environment itself to find this stuff. Or is this like the plot more or less where it's kind of going like, okay, no, this is the thing. Or is it? Cause I know, 
I know the whole yeah. Soulsborne, Soulsborne thing from somebody who hasn't really played all of them is the you got to kind of investigate and figure the shit out for yourself. It depends. So some areas are definitely like you need to investigate and figure it out yourself. And even then when you kind of figure it out by like, you know, reading items and stuff, you're like, you kind of have like a simple grasp of what's going on. But then sometimes like you just hear so many mentions of this one place where this event happened Mm -hmm. that unless you're just not paying attention at all, (laughs) like when you like when you come upon the place, like, oh, my God, this is the place I've been reading about in my books Uh, and whatever and whatever else. Um so it's it's really cool, but it's it's interesting. I think like the little stories that Dark Souls does of like basically how these different this different groups are trying to stave off different forms of the apocalypse mm-hmm. um, was really really cool. I think one example was this town. There's this thing called the Abyss that was seeking that was like kind of seeping into this town, and the Abyss is essentially just this great blackness. Yeah. And the way they decided to to close the town down is that they just drowned everybody in it. <laughs> they just filled the whole thing with water. And then, so there's a there's a part later where you drain the town and then like, as the water recedes, then you go through the town after the water's receded. Um, okay. And then it's like everything that was kind of like still alive that was left under there. Um, so it's just really cool seeing all these like essentially little stories as, as you're playing. Um, and I, th- I think I think that kind of goes through like the entire soul series. I think Bloodborne probably does it the best, but I, I think that just kind of gave me a greater appreciation for the things that I didn't realize I liked about the Souls yeah. series. Um, was that kind of stuff? I think I think mechanically though, boy, this game is rough. And it's really funny because I think um, there's a lot of things that people kind of tied to Dark Souls as like these esoteric unknown mechanics. Yeah. And like that's what makes Dark Souls Dark Souls. And then Elden Ring just kind of got rid of all of that. <laughs> and it's just like actually that stuff might have just been annoying. <laughs> and then... <laughs> that might have been poor game design, not <laughs> intentional. Yeah. yeah, and it's it's funny cuz like you just these things that were just like so tied to souls like um with Dark Souls specifically, you can't you can eventually, but you can't really warp between bonfires. So the idea is that you actually have to run from each checkpoint to checkpoint, even areas you've already been before. Yeah. But then when you talk to a Souls fan, it's like, well, you really get to learn the environment. You really get to, like, figure out the place. But then if you play Elden Ring, they're kind of just like, you did that really hard section. Don't worry. You don't need to go back. <laughs> <laughs> um and so Dark Souls has this like really weird momentum to it compared to Elden Ring, where I think Elden Ring's always just like, okay, you did the hard thing, keep moving. You did the hard thing, keep moving, keep moving, keep moving. Yeah. And then Dark Souls is doing the exact opposite of you did the hard thing, but did you do it the most efficient way? Or did you actually really search that environment? So I think it's neat that, yes, you really get to know the place, but it is like, it's just kind of annoying. <laughs> it's just... <laughs> so... In that in that yeah. sense, I know Elden Ring's big deal is like open world, open everything, all that stuff. Dark Souls, yeah. always, Dark Souls always felt that way to me. And again, I this is going back, well, like 10, 15 years to when the first one sure. came out. Is all that opening it up to more of an open world feel? Because it kind of felt like when I started, it was like, yeah, hey, you can go left or you can go right, take your pick. And if you pick wrong, yeah. you're screwed. Go back and go right. Like, so with all this like traveling back and forth, is this more open world or is it? very clear it, it, defined it's uh it it's i it's definitely more um 
more like, metroidvania is not the right word it's like it's definitely more interconnected like it okay. definitely feels like an open world but definitely later on it feels like you just get these kind of like long linear sections or these long linear sections and then it kind of stops being interconnected because as soon as you get the ability to warp then the game stops being as cool and interconnected as it used to be yeah because if you traveled a really long way down a hallway to this brand new land they can't really wrap that land all the way back to the beginning yeah yeah um like they do in the beginning so like in the beginning you're like in this tight interconnected thing but as you get deeper into like each section then it, it does um so like definitely open, it's like an open world that becomes like a hub section kind of but i'd say like the hub is pretty big it's no no i I don't think you're wrong i think like i like there is kind of like a hub which is like the firelink shrine where a lot of things connect to Mm -hmm. but as soon as you start going beyond that then it kind of stops being the center of attention um while while the later souls games and actually demon souls as well you always return back to this one spot that kind of grows with you which i was which i really really enjoyed Mm -hmm. but dark souls doesn't really have that because like your sort of center of where you're supposed to be kind of just changes depending on where you're trying to go so it feels like it's kind of fighting this hey you know you you know a lot about this area but also we want to show you cool things and then elden ring is like I would much rather just show you a million. We we there's so much shit to show you. We just got to keep you moving. Um, so <laughs> the, so the to, momentum. Have have to take a break. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And there's there's some fun stuff that I, I kind of like that they change. So um, this is gonna get like weird and technical. And I, every anytime anybody talks about like a, a technical mechanic, I always get bored as shit on podcasts. It's like I never play this game. I don't know what the fuck you're talking about. But I'm gonna do I'm gonna do that for a quick sec. <laughs> <laughs> I'll just raise, I'll, do, I'll just tell you when I'm bored as shit. <laughs> <laughs> okay. No, no, because it'll be immediately. Because if I heard this, I'd be bored as shit. Okay, <laughs> so in order, <laughs> so in order to get, say, a fire sword, you need to upgrade your weapon. You have to like really invest in your weapon. You have to invest a lot of stuff before you can even change it into a fire sword. Mm-hmm. And then when you change it to a fire sword, you're like, I don't even know if this fire sword's gonna be any good. Um, but then, in, and then, and then it's like a permanent change. And then you actually have to spend quite a bit to to unfire sword it and then rebuild and all this other stuff. And then Elden Ring's like. Any sword you want, you can turn to a fire sword, and then you can unturn into a fire sword, and then you can just turn to a poison sword. Turn there's you don't have to invest in anything; it just lets you turn your sword into whatever. Um, well, so like this really crazy mechanic that was in Dark Souls about like really building your weapons and stuff, and Delon's Ring is like, nah, that stuff's not fun. <laughs> let's just <laughs> let's just get you into the action immediately. And the thing that's kind of crazy too is that like. Let's say it, there's just some like of the like, you know, fire and soul and all these other different types of not soul, but like uh, different types, of, like a fire, electricity and yeah. elements. Your elements. Yeah. You can just never find the thing that lets you get a lightning, like figure out how to make a lightning sword. Like I just never got the thing that let me make a lightning sword. So I just never had a lightning sword. <laughs> um but if you played Elden Ring, even if you never got the specific thing that lets you get a lightning sword, you'll find, like, three other lightning swords in the game. Yeah. Or you'll find four other fire swords in the game. Or you'll find whatever. So in Dark Souls, it really felt like if I missed something, I would just be totally screwed. While in Elden Ring, they're like, maybe the person just didn't go down that path. So we mm-hmm. just shouldn't punish them for not going down that path. Because instead, they went down this path. So it felt like Dark Souls is like way more punishing as a, as opposed to like you did not oh you didn't get everything oh well, that's too bad and now you're set back like I had I had I had missed a really important item early in the game that let me upgrade my weapons past a certain point 
mm-hmm. like the game design had just assumed I had gotten that way earlier. Yeah. So I was like, why is this game suddenly so, so, so hard? And I did some Googling. I was like, oh, I missed that super important item because I made a left instead of a right, yeah. which is super annoying. I know the stuff you hate. <laughs> <laughs> That's exactly what I hate. Absolutely. Yeah. So then Elden Ring's like, how about we just for let's just skip that over. If you went right, you just found a cooler sword than if you went left, which also would have been a cool sword. Yeah. Um, so it felt like a lot of the stuff that Eldering and later games kind of like, I don't know if it like betrayed what was originally Dark Souls. Well, I feel like I there was a little, made... I do feel like there was a yeah. little bit of that thought when Elden Ring came out of like, I know everybody was on board, but I think there was a lot of that. And I think that's where you got so many of those like, this is the easiest Dark Souls yeah. has ever been. This is Dark Souls if you don't want to challenge. This is, I feel like there yeah. was, that was a lot of the conversation was the like, is this still a Dark Souls game because all this challenging stuff, all this like kind of esoteric stuff that you're talking about just yeah evaporated. And I feel like that's kind of what you're getting at here is that I think when people were saying this is more accessible, this is easier. I think that's what all this stuff that you're saying yeah. is I think all of the stuff that people want to hear to go, okay, that's more accessible. I can play this now. Okay. I can play this now. Oh, I'm not going to miss an item and be screwed. Okay. Yeah. I don't have to pick exactly the right path. Okay. Like I don't have, I think you're just kind of crossing out the list of all those things where people are like, this is the easiest one ever. And not necessarily looking at difficulty, but more so at game design. Yeah. And I think very specifically, it's not punishing you. It's, it just took out the punishment aspect of maybe just not getting that item, yeah. which is which I think is really what made Elden Ring, quote unquote, easier is because it just didn't punish as hard for missing an item, um, which is good <laughs> because it yes. encourages you to go exploring. It, it encourages you to explore for the sake of exploring rather than Dark Souls, where it's like I'm exploring for the sake of I need to find this effing item, whatever <laughs> it is. Um, so so in that regard, um, it was. Uh, I, I didn't I didn't enjoy it as much and it was it was just cool like you said like like I was like I was saying like watching Elden Ring I will say there's something very cool about Dark Souls one which I really enjoyed was the the DLC um, was clearly 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 them playing with ideas for Bloodborne so when you play the DLC there's just like things that you fight that just straight up show up in Bloodborne the story that they have for the DLC is just Bloodborne story. Um, weird. Where, isn't Bloodborne like ten years after this? Uh, I think I think. It, it well, I think Dark Souls one came out. Well, Dark Souls one came out. Then two was kind of made by a slightly different team. So they actually yeah. went from. So I think they actually went from Dark Souls one. Are you checking the boxes? <laughs> yes. <laughs> <laughs> um, but from what I understand, the team went from. I like that you both have Dark Souls 1 and Bloodborne and hate both of them. <laughs> I do. How come neither one of these has a copyright date? Bloodborne was 2015. Yeah. This is really good podcast stuff here. Oh, I'm sure. <laughs> You're editing this one. <laughs> <laughs> Shit. 2011. Are they were only four years apart? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, oh, so, damn. Okay, that doesn't so, feel right. Yeah. Yeah, I was actually surprised that too. Because it, and I think that's, I think that's probably one of those insane jumps in quality is from dark souls one to bloodborne is effing insane dark souls 2 is kind of made by a slightly different team mm-hmm. but then like the main dark souls team kind of and i'm sure i'm gonna get corrected on this they went on <laughs> to make bloodborne so it's really really cool seeing this sort of like weird prototype bloodborne in in the dlc it's literally like they find some weird celestial god being and then start messing with it and then everything goes to shit which is which is Bloodborne. <laughs> I was going to say, what's, what's fun is that I've played, like, 
five to ten hours of Bloodborne like two or three times to try it. I had no idea that's what Bloodborne was about until right now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, there's a lot of cool stuff in Bloodborne, man. You should, you should give that game a try. No, I'm, I'm just kidding. Um, but it was neat. But I, th- I think I think that very specifically kind of stands on its own of just like seeing them play with ideas mm-hmm. where a lot of Dark Souls I was playing is like, I'm just frustrated. They did this. They did this mechanic better somewhere else. Yeah. But I think that very specifically, there's even a character that you meet that um, that is very similar uh, to one to like the characters in Bloodborne. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's just it was just very very cool. I think I think that very specifically was kind of more the we're doing something different as opposed to just everything about this is just worse yeah. than they did in, in later games. Yeah. Interesting. All right. Well, we are working. You don't have to play game. these. Yeah. <laughs> you don't. <laughs> I do not intend to. I I have tried. Well, not Elden Ring. I have tried enough of I, these. I am not I will a s- Souls person. Sorry. Yeah, I'm not. I'm not going to make my play. Yell at me in the comments, as that is what happened will, the last time we did one of these. Yeah, I will. Say, I will definitely say though that like I would say pretty much every annoying th- everything I found annoying about Dark Souls, I found annoying because it was fixed in Elden Ring. <laughs> so. Um, there you go. Yeah. All right, well, we are Workforce Gaming. You can follow us on Twitter at Workforce Gaming. Subscribe to us wherever you're listening, and we will see you later. Bye.